0: Join us now covering college sports and the Mac for our friends over at the Toledo Blade. One of the authorities on mac folks, along with my buddy Dave Briggs. This guy's name is Kyle Rowland. Find him on Twitter at Kyle Rowland. I refuse to call it X. Kyle, my man, good morning to you. How are you? How's life? How are things, partner?
1: Everything is wonderful. I, uh, I admire the enthusiasm at this hour. An enthusiasm
0: unknown to mankind, Kyle. You know this. I know. I had a feeling you would say that. Oh, good. I'm glad we're all on the same page then early this morning. All right, let's get to the big news. Magtion expansion. UMass set to become a member of the Mid-American Conference for the 2025-26 season. So they'll play out this year uh, being an independent, and that will only leave Notre Dame and Connecticut as the lone independents in college football with Army set to join the American this upcoming season. Why UMass to the Mac?
1: Uh, that's a good question. Um, I, I guess multiple things. Number one, just the question of why is the Mac expanding? I mean, I think you have to be a little bit proactive in this climate and just the domino effects that happen in expansion. If the Mac were to lose teams now, they they have another team, so <laughs> there'd be more teams in the conference if you, if you understand where I'm going with that. Um, Western Kentucky continues to have discussions with the Mac. I, I don't think that's like imminent or anything. Um, but if you kind of backload things, then you can withstand losing some teams. Uh, but why literally UMass? I mean, I guess they were the easiest target if, if that's how you want to describe it. Um, they, their football program obviously doesn't have a home being an independent football program is basically impossible unless you're Notre Dame. I mean, it's, it's hard to fill out a schedule. You're kind of, you know, playing all over the country. You know, if you're UMass or UConn, you're, you're playing maybe more guarantee games than you necessarily want to. Um, so, I mean, for scheduling purposes, it's just an obvious, you know, fix for, for UMass. Uh, and then... I mean, they have a great basketball program, um, so I think that's a plus for the MAC. I don't think UMass is necessarily going to come in and dominate uh, the conference uh, on the hoop side, but I don't know. I mean, you get a little different geography. Uh, I don't think it's a you know grand slam move for the MAC, but I don't think it's some huge negative either.
0: Yeah, UMass would come in automatically. At least in hoops is the best team in the conference. Uh with the best Ken Palm and NCAA net ranking. I mean, it's 17 to 10 on the year coming out of the A10. Um, you know, that would be that would be the, the cream of the crop. But football wise, it's like, OK, a little bit of a head scratcher. But there are some ties there. They they hung out in the conference for a few years, kind of like one foot in, one foot out, um, you know, like some of these other independents have done like a Notre Dame where, you know, you're, you're independent football, but you're playing in some other sports. It was just kind of like the inverse there uh, for UMass. When we look at the Mid-American Conference, if you know, when adding UMass, that gets you to 13 so what do you think the overall like end goal here is for the Mac? As we see the power five dissolve now into power four and, you know, the big 12 kind of a giant question mark for me. Although, you know, the, some of the teams have really stepped up the ACC. Yeah. You know, they're there, they're, they're there, but they get no respect. And then you have the two juggernauts that are the big 10 and the SEC in the group of five, the landscape is still kind of relatively healthy, you know, based upon where they were at over the last couple of years, like all five of the conferences still exist. Sure. Some teams have jumped, you know, trying to go up like a Cincinnati, for example, but outside of that, like, it seems like the group of five is somewhat stable.
1: I would agree with that. And I think the Mac in particular, I mean, there's just no conference that's a better geographic institutional fit. I mean, all these schools are in the same footprint, except UMass now, I guess. Um, Generally the same sort of, you know, academic institutions. They're all, you know, state schools. Um, I I just, I don't think there's a conference where every team is more alike than the other than the Mac. And I also don't think parody is as prevalent in most of these leagues as the Mac. I mean, especially if you look at the football side, I mean, a lot of different teams have won the conference for the past 10-15 years, a lot of different teams have been to the MAC title game in Detroit in that same time frame. Um I really think it it's a great league in terms of the, the competition. Um but have they fallen in terms of like the national Outlook, Uh, I believe so. I mean, there were some glory days, you know, late 90s, early 2000s, some really, really top notch football teams. I mean, last year, I think Toledo was pretty good. Uh, Miami wasn't horrible, but like when they played Miami, Florida, they got blown out. Um, So I think like the the upsets and, and how they can compete with some of the bigger teams maybe has taken a little bit of a dip lately. Uh, but I still think it's a really, really fun league, uh, highly competitive. Obviously, Maction is its own brand. Uh, you know, people in New Mexico know what Maction is. So th- that that is a positive for the league. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I think in recent years, there's been kind of a lack of creativity, a lack of vision. I don't think it's a super forward-thinking league, um, so, so from that standpoint, I think the UMass edition was somewhat surprising because uh, they, they, Mac has kind of seemed hesitant to take bold steps. Um, so maybe this is a new day.
0: It might be, and for uh, the fans out there, you'll get UMass in some early action on September 7th as they will visit the Toledo Rockets, and Toledo obviously going to be on the board early with Quinion Mitchell to the NFL draft, so that's great for not only the, the brand of the Rockets, but the, uh, the Mid-American Conference as well that was once known as the Cradle of Coaches, and so if UMass comes in, and that makes it 13, odd numbers are strange, so we probably want to get to an even number, which means we're going to look to add at least one more team or perhaps maybe three more teams, right? Because that would give us you know, that'd get us all the way up to 16 and now we're really cooking with gas. Who would be some of the targets that you would look at, Kyle, if the MAC wanted to say, okay, we're going to grab UMass but then we also want to kind of pick and choose our spots and adding a couple more teams?
1: I mean, Western Kentucky is absolutely at the top of the list. I mean, they they wanted in the Mac in, in a few years ago when them Middle Tennessee State were rumored uh, Middle Tennessee State was the one who kind of squashed all that Uh, So maybe, you know, middle Tennessee would also want in again at this point. Um, But I I mean, I think 14 is probably the number for the Mac. I'd be surprised if they added three more teams. Uh, The one issue you have with Western Kentucky or any other conference USA team, they signed a grant of rights deal, you know, a few years ago when they made, they added Kennesaw state, New Mexico state, a bunch of other schools. Um, And, there are questions on how much it would cost to get out of the league. Uh, This Florida state lawsuit actually could impact that um, because if they end up being to wiggle their way out with, you know, less payment than what the ACC wants, then I I think there will be some sort of precedent set for the other leagues. Um, But I I think you're looking uh, Western Kentucky at some point will be a Mac member. It's just a matter of when. Um, I don't think it's going to be, you know, this year, maybe not even next year, um, but eventually uh, they'll get in. And the one thing you got to realize, I mean, it's it's still two years till UMass gets in. So the, so they have a little bit of time here. I mean, if they if they went one or two years with a 13 team league, I mean, it's not ideal, but it's, it's not impossible. It, it'd be OK.
0: Kyle, when we look at, obviously, the state of college football is in complete flux right now, right? Emphasis on the L in that word, because there's just so much up for grabs. Nobody really knows what's going on. NIL and the transfer portal has wreaked havoc. We talked to your cohort uh, last week, um, uh, Dave Briggs, about how it has really pillaged the mid-major, especially the MAC in basketball. It, is there a way, have you devised a plan on on maybe how to Fix things at the mid-major slash group of five level. You know, does this need to be separated from the power five altogether? You know, it's really been one of my sticking points. You know, when we look at uh, for football, for example, and basketball. You know, and the rest of the sports are all different, but uh, to isolate football here, like I think the group of five should play for their own national championship. I don't know why we schedule these games and act like everybody has a chance when we know it's an invitational, and and these these teams that work hard all season long are never going to get the opportunity to get a seat at the table. So I'm a big proponent of that, but is there a way to try to maybe divert some of the pillaging that's taking place here at the mid-major level?
1: Man, that's a good question. Um, I'm full of good I'm questions. not, <laughs> I am not fully in favor of the split. Um, I just, I don't know. You Why? Just, first of all, first of all, financially, I think they would be losing out on a lot of money. I mean, they're, they're, they're making out some in this new playoff deal. And obviously they're going to have a team in it each year, uh, the group of five. Uh, So I don't know. I mean, you just want to compete at the highest level. I know you don't have a real chance to win the title, but I mean, that playoff berth is going to be huge. And I mean, think of the excitement last year, if there was the 12 team playoff in Toledo, I mean, this place would have been going nuts. You would have been, you know, going into the Mac title game, having a chance to be in the playoff. I just, I don't know. I mean, I think there will be, would be much less buzz for a group of five playoff. I just, I don't know. I don't know how much people would be excited about that. I mean, that's that you're essentially going FCS in a way. Um, I I don't know. I mean, and, and you can't do it in basketball obviously. I mean, you 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 got to still, you know, play for the NCAA tournament and, right. and that 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 uh but I, I mean, from a larger standpoint, I just think college football in general should just be able to like break away and yes. be its own entity. Uh it's I mean, all the money involved in in college football has just completely screwed up the entire college sports ecosystem. Um, I mean, it's a shame that they can't figure this out and just have the, the top whatever teams, kind of no conferences almost in football uh, because it's just dumb that USC and UCLA and Oregon and Washington are playing in the big 10 and, you know, whatever field hockey and track and field and baseball and all these other sports. Like if they want to do it in a football, fine, but they, you know, in men, even men's basketball, it's, it's dumb that those schools are in the big 10. Uh, so I just wish that football could kind of stand alone.
0: You know, when as, uh, I would, I will, I will elect you to my board of governors, uh, for when I'm the commissioner of, of college athletics, uh, Kyle, cause I, I'm, I'm, we're in lockstep here. Football is completely different. Separate it completely from the athletic departments and just be done with it. Like, let's just get a players union involved. Let's do it. Let's, let's get a CBA out there. Let's get a salary cap and let's get after it. Let's roll it out there and play. Now, how do no, we I... fix, how do we fix Mac basketball? Because, like, there was once Man. a time. Where things were looking really, really good in the hoops end, and right now you have one team in the top 130 in the NCAA net rankings. Like this is a this is a debacle.
1: Yeah, I know. I I totally agree. I mean, it's 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 sad. Um, I, I do think the tournament will be fun this year. I mean, I think the top five teams are, are very, very even, and would not be stunning if any of them won. Uh, but in terms of a national standpoint and having you know, two teams. I mean, they're not even close. And it wasn't that long ago that that they were up there. As as you you know, you talked to David Briggs. You said last week. I thought he had a really good story about the state of of MAC basketball. Uh, it's amazing how quickly things have changed. But I mean, a lot of these teams' schedules are just atrocious. Um, there is a little bit of the the pillaging of of top players. I mean, Toledo obviously lost Ray J. Dennis to Baylor, having a great year. Um, I mean, obviously that's kind of unavoidable. I mean, good players are going to leave if they're wanted at big-time programs. Um, But I don't know. I I don't know what the answer is because it just wasn't that long ago that the league was good, even though I know it's been a long time since they had a large team. I mean, I think, what, it was like the ninth-rated conference like as recently as four years ago or five years ago, and now it's way down, like 24th out of 32. I mean, that is really bad. Um, But... There, uh, I, I think it, it, a lot of it starts with the commissioner. I mean, I think John Steinbrecher, good guy. I, I think that I've disagreed with a lot of uh, the, I don't know, higher up decisions maybe in the in the Mac in years.
0: Now, maybe the most important question, uh, as Kyle does a great job covering both football and basketball for the Toledo Blade. uh, He spent a lot of time in the Big Ten, a lot of time covering the Mac. He's got his finger on the pulse, but also on the golf course as well. Do we have any personal goals out there for the upcoming golf season as you uh, begin your your journey as a a semi-professional golfer?
1: that's a good question uh what are the golf goals for this summer i mean i guess not going through like a three-week stretch where i don't ever want to play the game again (laughs) it's just there's just nothing more fun than playing well at golf i I just in my opinion i just just like some people think, like the the effortless to it, and you know, hitting down the fairway and then hitting on the green and, and two putting for par is like, "Eh, you know, what's the fun in that? That, that sounds like the most fun thing ever to me.
0: You know what people, uh, like. so. uh, you know, pros play boring golf, right? Fairway, green, two putt. <laughs> what's the fun in that? Yeah. I like to go in the trees. I like to spend thirty minutes <laughs> looking for my ball. That's what I like to do. Like, I think that's a really good goal. Let's not have a stretch where we hate the game, want to throw our clubs in the lake. Exactly. What's the best part about your game? Hmm. what's old reliable, old faithful to you?
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely, definitely not putting. Uh, I mean, I guess, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty good at, at getting up and down around the green, and, but, but probably, I mean, it all starts with driving the ball. I mean, I don't hit a far, but I, I hit a lot of fairways. And when you don't hit fairways, you learn how difficult it is to, to score well because, I mean, it just being in the rough or being behind trees is a, is a big
0: problem. I am that guy that struggles to find fairways. I, just that, that's a complete game changer. The days I hit the fairways, I play great. The days that I am you're behind a tree, under a bush, hit the cart barn, I'm actually in the beverage cart, uh, those are problems, and you can't, you can't recover from there. Putting, man, just, I'm telling you, long putter. Went and got a long putter last year. Change the game. Changes it because yeah, everything's nice. it's so different. It, like, shakes any bad juju that you got. Just, like, shakes it out. It's like, it's like walking around the greens with sage in your pocket.
1: <laughs> I will say one thing that makes a dramatic difference. I mean, I've played golf my whole life. I've been lucky enough to be pretty good at it. Uh, but last year was the first time I ever did a full bag club fitting. And it really oh yeah, unbelievable. I mean, first of all, the process was, was very interesting. Just the loads of information and data they throw at you. Fascinating. Um, but I mean, it helped unbelievably. And, and I'm someone who generally shoots high seventies, low eighties. And, and like you could tell like a dramatic difference. I mean, especially the driver. I mean, it, it is, it completely fits my game. And it's, been a total total game changer so i definitely highly recommend doing a fitting
0: oh i i went through it two years ago and it made all the difference in the world now granted i figured that this is probably the last time i'm going to buy clubs and then the next set of clubs i'll get to be like the massively oversized offset because my swing speed's 12 miles an hour and i'm, I'm playing from the senior tees but i went all in. i did the same thing i went all in i'm saying we're let's do this did you did you do a story on that by the way on your experience i did
1: I did. I did it at miles of golf and I wrote a story about it last summer. And I mean, yeah, I mean, it it really, really was fascinating. And I mean, I couldn't recommend it more. I mean, I, I I know people who are very stubborn about golf and oh, it's not the equipment and blah, blah, blah. And like, yeah, (laughs) like it, it, it doesn't guarantee, like, you're going to become some good golfer, but, like, it makes a world of difference. Like, you cannot just go buy it off the rack. I know people think that, but, like, that's just not how it works. Like, every swing is different. The, the They make these clubs. The technology is so unbelievable now. Like, whether you're a low ball player or a high flight player, I mean, they, they will get you in exactly what you
0: he is Kyle Rowland. Find him on Twitter at Kyle Rowland Blade. Go read that article about that in All the Mac at the Twitter Blade with Kyle Rowland. Kyle, thank you, my friend. All uh, right, it sounds great, Anthony.